Jay Perry, point of perspective. <laughs> Joey Corona. Boom! Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know. 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 Get it off your chest, this is what you need The truth is told by my man Jay Perry All content from politics to relationships Turn the volume up a lot, not a little bit This is where you go to get the realness This is how we do it, can you feel this? Point of perspective, this that real shit Sit back, relax, pay attention to the substance Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know, Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know. Now, they won't be able to detain you, right? They won't be able to detain you. But now, you have to meet certain criteria. And one of the one of the, the stipulations is brandishing of an ID, right? Because now they're pushing everything under the Real ID Act. Mm. Let's say you have a just a general ID that's not compliant. They're going to say you're non-compliant of the Real ID Act. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody's like you know. I just had to get my license renewed today, and you have to be compliant under the Real ID Act. If you're not compliant under the Real ID Act, that's one of the things that's in that act in the George Floyd Act that police officers can use against stopping someone that may seem suspicious, right? Or conducting suspicious activity. Because now, uh, one another part of it, and it's, it's really, really lengthy, but just, like I said, just go and read it when you get the chance to, and highlight some of the points that you can see. One of the points is how police officers are to conduct field investigations right so number one police officer when he arrives on scene he is not a detective so if he says i'm stopping you because of a b and c he has to tell you why he's stopping you right they can't prolong it like they normally do in certain situations or you could say who is your field supervising officer, right? Are you conducting a, you know, a uh, field operation or are you conducting a field investigation? Only a detective can um, do the investigation, conduct an investigation, right? right? If they say you look like a, or you fit the description which is the wordings that they use. So they, they're trying to eliminate that out. But if you don't brand this the proper identification, they can say, yeah, we can loop you into that. So it's a, it's, they're trying to eliminate the loophole with the act, which is a good thing, but then there's a way around it because a police officer can say, this is not a field. This is not a official investigation. They always, they, they never say this is an official investigation. They can say, this is a field investigation. You see what I'm saying? That's that's the wordings that they use. So just like that officer who came on site, oh, my field investigation showed me to do A, B, and C, right? Because it's always, we know what it is. It's shoot first, ask questions later. Right. 
right? It should be ask questions first, determine who's the, the, the threat, and then, you know, eliminate or subdue the, the, the suspect or whatever the case might be. And that's never the case. We always get the, the, the back end of the stick because a lot of times it works. No, 99.98% of the times because Chauvin was just convicted. That high of a percentage is what is determining relationships between black people and law enforcement. Because they can they can always spin the words and twist everything around to make sure that they are are, are really, really, you know, in depth in what they need to do as far as like this is going to be justifiable. They're going to make sure it's justifiable. So even if you have all the right terminology, use the right terminology with them, right? You have the proper identification. It's always going to be something. It's, it's either that one cop that says, oh, you're disrespecting a, a law enforcement officer. So there's a whole lot of different jargon that's, that's worded into that act that they want to eliminate law enforcement from using, but it's always a way around it. Because as we all stated, law enforcement is to do one thing and one thing only. Interpret the law, uphold the law for any any municipality, city, jurisdiction that they that they're governed by. Yeah. At the end of the day, um Jabal, man. Um <laughs> and, uh, you said get back to policing. Um, which I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, really all for, you know. Right. Um, and that situation, man. Um, you, you come outside and and, and you see your daughter, you mm-hmm. know, uh, about to either lay the smackdown or getting the smackdown laid, laid on her. <laughs> you know, how right. do how do we keep the police out of that situation, all all together? Well, yeah, I truly believe, man. Um, we 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 do it the way it had been done for so long. And, you know, having this conversation with, with mom um, just yesterday, about, actually about this. And, um, you know, I used to break dance back in the day, people. Oh, I was good. He's telling but, the truth. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it is, man, I, I harken back because in the early 80s, uh, we're really from the, I don't know, maybe the late 50s into into the 80s, uh, New York, you know, was known for gang violence and, and gangs. Of course, Chicago, too, but New York was like the epicenter of gangs and stuff, right? And there were always community organizers all throughout the civil rights time um, working with the children of these communities in the ghetto and the lower-income areas for um, conflict resolution. And this was a word I grew up with just watching, like, the nightly news. I remember the... Um, guardian angels on the New York subways in the late seventies. Right. And it was about conflict uh, resolution uh, on a community scale when we still had a much greater to me sense of community. And then that when breakdancing came along, there was all reports on national news all across the country, you know, violent crimes in New York city, gang violence has declined. So instead of gangs, you know, knifing each other, clubbing each other, like the Warriors, y'all remember that, mm-hmm. you know, they mm-hmm. had dance battles. They had dance battles. And if, the, if your gang wasn't 
uh, dancers, you support another gang that did, and you you took up with them, and you that's how you hashed that, and all the community organizers and the people got and had a full scale assault on conflict resolution between young people, and there's some things here that are fundamentally wrong with how we are going about this, uh, to me, from this vantage point. And I know a lot of people have probably heard this before. If we just go back to the way things were, then things would be a lot better. I truly believe that in this case. Um, we're getting away from what have worked for a long time. That being said, what what's another thing that disturbs me is, um, you know, we, we drive down the street. Some kids don't want to go to the side of the road. You coming by. Mm-hmm. You know, we got these boys with their pants hanging off. You know, are they behind? They draw a show, you know. And I bring in all of this up because I remember a time vividly when the cops showed up, everyone either got lost or kept the fuck still. We just shut it down. No matter yeah. how much we was, because this is just the way it was. Mm-hmm. When the cops showed up, it's dead. I don't care who it is, it's dead. There's an S escalating of lack of respect for any authority, not any. just the cop. That's why that's yeah. why I brought up, you know, you can drive down the street. Kids don't want to get on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. These boys wearing their pants off, they're behind in the store, the drawers showing. You got, you know, cursing out loud in public. Mm-hmm. But these are the things that, to me, fundamentally, I definitely know have gotten away from us. And sometimes, and sometimes, some of these cases, I'm not going to debate whether... In every case, these cops are right and are they wrong? Because I know I'm not going to give them the benefit of doubt. They're going to look at me, somebody that look like me, somebody my family care for as a human being, because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet they don't. But I'm not going to give them, for, you know, just for me, I'm not going to give them that opportunity. But getting back to some good old-fashioned conflict resolution. You know, to me, we was, uh, you know, how we like to joke about... Um, Lean on me, Morgan yeah. Freeman portrayed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Joe Clark and Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and see, remember the numbers and that school had went all of the, the violence and the crime that school had went down. And I was in high school at the time. I remember vividly. But this is the kind of get in your face stuff that I would rather see happen. I want some feelings hurt instead of gunshot, yeah. four shots at the child's chest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I want somebody. Let me snatch you up. I'll go to jail for, for for cutting your child behind. But when the cops came, this thing was squashed. Right. Okay. Right. We have the power to do that. So many to me of our problems can so easily be solved if we just go back to what we already know. Yeah. We already know this stuff. Yeah. You know, anybody alive still understands how this works, and I understand. You know, well, these kids don't want to listen. And it's so unruly, but man, I I, I can't take no more of this right here, you yeah. know, because we're gonna yeah. we're gonna discuss this man, and, and definitely nobody in this panel is wrong and nobody is right that this child is gone, you know what I'm saying? But it's great and it's healthy for us to discuss this and and get get others' perspectives, and I I would firmly, if I had like I I like to joke with my sons when I become black people president. <laughs> you know, everybody's going to study powernomics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we're going to we're going to read uh, Black Label, White Wealth as a family. You know what I'm saying? 
We're going to read the Black History Reader by Dr. Claude Anderson. We're going to read the Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. You know what I mean? We're going to, and I go on and I go on. It's, it's so many of these authors uh, that are now ancestors, uh, and some of them, like Dr. Claude Anderson, the elder who's still here, they don't get the Al shop and attention. You know what I'm saying? They don't get the Ben Crump because these are the cats who will never need to show up because they give you the solution you just don't see. Right. Or they don't project it, but we don't know about it. How many things can we go back now? Man, if I knew this years ago, how much better off I would be? You know, I venture to say with all I am, if somebody in that clique could have had the exposure that we get for all of this crap going on right now, you know what I'm saying? And and read Carter G. Woodson, Miseducation of Negro, or Soul of Black Folk by W.B. Du Bois or something like that, and really get to the matter of what the real problem is, this is a struggle for human rights. It's not about civil rights. It's a struggle for human rights. And we do have the laws on the books to protect us, but we don't know them. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know them, go into a court of law or be in, because, you know, when you in, in, in the presence of an officer, like you were saying, Norris, it's not a, you know, it's a field investigation. So that presence of that officer is like the court in the field, right? For right then. It's like we get a ticket. This is your arrest one. You know what I'm saying? This your, should be your arrest. Yeah, that's what your ticket. You know what I'm saying? This is the arresting officer. And to understand what we need to overstand, you know, what is there, we get with the real knowledge and what we need to do. First and foremost, protect and preserve our lives. Go into what the laws are, and we make them, enforce them collectively as a group. Not as an individual, because they're going to pick us off one by one, like they're doing right now. You said we can't even get through the George Floyd um, guilty verdict before this happened. Almost see like they had this plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, goodness gracious, we couldn't even know, because we're not going to let y'all have anything. You know? And that's the key word there, let. They won't let. It's up to us. It really is. So I would really say, preach to everybody, now is the time to truly know the ledge. And we can, I mean, it'd be so easy to do if everyone understood the reason why we got the right to vote. We want to talk about voter suppression. Do these people know why and when we've got the right to vote and, and what that's all about and what you could do with someone who's trying to take your right to vote away? Do you really understand? Or are you just going to go along with the narrative because you want to be for the Democratic or the Republican Party? You know, these people don't have our best interests. You know, we got to have our best interests and make them have our best interests like everyone else does. And that's that's pretty much the solution. And I pray one day we really get on that. We put, you know, the coon leaders by uh, by and by. We make them go by and by. I would suggest everybody get that book, The Head Negro in Charge Complex. You know, um, to fall in love with this narrative is going to continually prop us up for more of this kind of misery. It has to be a change. Well, you know, and and, and just a few things, man. Um, you know, reaching reaching your kids at a young age, teaching them, you know, how to deal with the environment that's coming up. Um, emotional intelligence. Yeah. I think every kid needs and suit hell, some adults don't even know what that means. Um, what is black people's ethnic image? Okay. Every every ethnicity has an image of their people, okay? 
And we can go into the, which I, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast on that. What is our ethnic image and how can we change it? Just like like you were saying, Jabal, you see the young men with their pants sagging down and their the ass hanging out. You know, you got chicks twerking in the street. You know, what image is that sending to the to people who don't look like us looking at us? Okay? We got to understand why they're viewing us as animals. Okay? And so it's one thing that, you know, we, we get through slavery, Jim Crow, civil rights, and all these things just to get out in the streets and, and act a fool. And then you wonder, you know, you, you wonder why they looking at us. You, you, you're not helping. You, you're just pouring more gas on the fire, you know, when these kids out here acting like, and, and some adults on the on, 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 it's, on, It starts on, with self-hate. Yeah, exactly. Like, like not, we're talking about. Not, not it's, knowing it's self, it's, your, your it's self-worth. Self-hate. Yeah. Yeah. It's self-hate. You know, we, we say it, we talk about it all the time. Right? Me and my wife, we talk about it all the time. It's you hate, you hate the idea of being yourself to the point where you're trying to change the narrative of how you look or how you're perceived by white America, really. And, and, Norris, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. to, I'm going to let you go on. I can't tell you how many, I, I hate to say this, ladies, how many black women I see on social media who want to be Asian. I don't know. Ah. I don't know what the oh. fuck is that about. When did being black wasn't the end thing to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm seeing them changing their features, how they paint their eyebrows on, how they wear their hair, their screen names. And I'm just like, you ain't got 1% of Asian in you. What, 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 what the fuck are you talking about? You know? And, and, and it's, it's confusing to me. And just, just to go back to you, Norris, yeah. what that, that self-hate, that, that, that self-worth right. and everything else, man. But go on. Now, I'm not going to speak for the ladies because I'm married and my wife would tear my head off. <laughs> <laughs> but I can, I, I can say something that she told me and, you know, personally, it's, we're going to have our likes and dislikes, right? You know, I'm pro-black, but at the same time, you know, I know exactly who I am and I'm proud of who I am, right? My wife said to me one time, she said, sometimes women just want to have a little fun and switch things up with your hair, you know, clothing, whatever the case might be. But it cannot define you. And that resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, some people, when they, you know, throw some blonde hair in, they want to act totally different from who they are. Right. Or they want to throw some weave in and act totally different from who they are. They and so that to me is like split personality disorder. Right. It's a real thing. So we're, we're battling with that. And it goes back to the whole self-hate thing. What, why do you hate yourself so much to the point where you want to change everything? But you're so, <laughs> you're so pro us to the point where you want to look at our counterparts and mention every single flaw that they have because they're trying to be like us, right? They have the privilege, they have the one thing we don't, and that's that privilege. They go tanning <laughs> to get closer to us because they don't have melanin. 
Your melanin is popping every day. That's the the first thing they want to do is they want to put their hands in your hair, right? They want to touch your features. <laughs> they want to see what that's about because they can't get it. They can't. The envy with them is so real. And they look at us like, man, you, you know what I would do if my skin was that dark? And I've heard yeah, them I would, say yeah. some shit like you would, this before. You would go to jail. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I tell them. Like, no, you, you don't want these problems. You don't want this smoke over here. <laughs> I got to live with this. You don't. <laughs> you, you may be tan for about two weeks, and then you go back to being, you know, pale and, and whatever else it is. Pale and pasty. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> but, you know, not to make light of the situation, um, Everything is a mental complex, right? What's the Asian thing? I'm so confused right now. Oh man! Oh yeah, these. Ooh, wow! What's I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all jump on it in a second. Go, go, go ahead, Norris. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to make my end point, because this is gonna get great. <laughs> to to go off with uh, uh, Jabbar Senior was saying, you know, policing ourselves and and. Going back, taking it back to that essence, you know, is what's really needed because a lot of us are so, we have it. It's, it's never left, but we only jump on it when we're ready to jump on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know we're the buying power in this country. We, we know that we establish, we create culture. There's never been a, a, a cultural aspect until we stepped in and started braiding our hairs again and wearing our hair natural and wearing a bunch of jewelry and, and wearing bright colors and, and, and bringing all of these different aspects back into society. And when these culture vultures come in and try to take that and commercialize it and say, oh, well, that's just their nature. No. That's our culture. We've been wearing jewelry, you know, from ancient, ancient Kemet days. We've been doing this. The wearing of different hairs and stuff like that, that's been in our culture. The wearing of, you know, nice garments and things like that. And, and some people look at it like, oh, well, you're just showing off because, you know, you have a little bit of money and that just makes you broke. No. When you come into this world, you have absolutely nothing. When you leave this world, you're going to have absolutely nothing. You can't take it with you. And to that, I say, if they mad, let them stay mad. Because I'm going to do me. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day. I mean, ladies, I mean, do you think it, it, is, it, it is an issue with our youth not having any respect for themselves, respect for each other, respect for authority, respect for discipline. Um, do you think that's playing a key role in, 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 in our own you know, downfall? Like I said, it's where he got the slave catchers turned police on, on our heels, but are, are our youth helping with, with, the, with the image that they're putting out there? I mean, first and foremost, this whole system is a business anyway. So they're already having to contend with that. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I read somewhere where they said that they look at your scores and they target you at a certain point based on the, like the testing system. They start targeting you based on your the fact that you're not really competitive when it comes to college. Um, you know, they start young. I mean, so they've already contending with the fact that prison system is a business. Talking about the pipeline. Um, and then you have parents who are caught up in the rat race. So some of them are doing the best they can, you know, um, and they figure the best they can is putting food on the table and, and keeping a roof over these children's heads. And then um, the, you know, so the parents are at work. These children are being essentially raised by either each other or the media, you know. So the parents are present, but at the same time they're absent. You know, because they're, like I said, they're the um, And the rat race, you know, goes back to, you know, the, the, the disproportionate, you know, income that, you know, we already get as a people compared to, you know, you already got a, a, a strike against you if you're female, if you're black first and foremost, if you're female, you know, everybody's not being paid the same, you know, so there's just so many factors that, you know, that we can't really put it all on the children, you know, until um, there's just a better, you know, streamline and pay everything to where everyone has a fighting chance. Um, but then you don't have a fighting chance when you don't, when the mentality is already being passed down. You know, I heard somebody talking about how some of the adults are twerking because the bad mentality is passed down because of, you know, somebody's parent wasn't there, somebody's other parent wasn't there. It's like, how do you corral everybody um, to, to stop, you know, what's being passed on? Like, how, how far back can you reach? You know, how, what do you establish now to reach them, to let them know that, you know, mentorship programs, you know, even though I'm present with, with our children, um, my daughter's 16, she has two mentors, you know. Um, I don't know do what goes on this house, stays on in this house. You need somebody else to talk to, you know. You need to have a voice to be able to speak up respectfully to me, you know, so you're not going out there acting a fool, you know. There's some things in place that we can do in the household to check our children and start narratives early. But if you have the same child that's being produced. If your parent was already acting up, it's like, how do you get in the house to help when the narrative starts at home, when the parents caught in the rat race, or when they were raised by a parent who wasn't there and they were raised by the media and now you have this. It's like I saw this mentality coming when I was young. I just didn't expect it to get this bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I I strayed away from the ignorance, so to speak, and, and pursued you know, my education, but that goes back to mindsets, you know, um, and transparency in households. Some people don't want everybody in the house, you know, but you have to have a dialogue. You have to address mental health. You know, you have to have role models. You have to have mentors. You have to have something in place when you're not in the home to make sure that your child is not learning on the street or other children and carrying on the bad narrative that make them a target, unfortunately, because of the, 
stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like our son, he's not going to be walking around his pants down. He loves his students, mm-hmm. like a little old-fashioned gentleman, which I appreciate. You know, because in those aspects and in that regard, hopefully, you know, he's still a target. But taking off some of those layers to mm-hmm. not be, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's like when you know certain things, you you try to stay ahead of garbage, so to speak. You try to protect your children by by having the dialogue about what has transpired, yeah, and what they hopefully you know they can do to not be a target, even though you're already a target when you're born. Yeah. Ms. Rivers, what do you think? I can I agree with everything she said, and um, basically everything starts at home. Um, even if you didn't have um mentors or whatever growing up, you know, you know what your life was like. Um, you knew the stuff you wish you had. So even if you didn't have um, those strong mentors or, you know, a family life, you knew, you know what you was missing. So you can use that um, for your kids. You know, in my case, you know, everything that I didn't have and the things that I did have, I try to give it to my kids, you know, try to provide them with, you know, a better life than what I had, you know, and the good things that was present growing up, I try to give back, I'm going to try to give that to them. And, um, you know, just coming across other kids or other people, just talking to them and, you know, letting them know there's another way or, you know, just trying to be, be that friend, you know, be that voice, be that, you know, to let them know there's, there's, other ways, there's things you can do. Just because this is how it has been doesn't necessarily mean it has to keep on going that way. Um, when people are even talking down about our community, I try to say, well, that might have been so, but if you look now, things are starting to get better, you know, even though, you know, we got a long way to go, but nevertheless, things are getting better. Um, you know, you can't fix everything, but you could put a block on the building, per se, with each, each good deed or advice or whatever. Um, even talking to kids that you don't even know, you know, talk to them. Um, even just saying hi or, you know, giving them a compliment. This is something, you know, a lot of times we want to stray away from kids or people that we don't know because, oh, you don't know how their mama or how that kid might, you know, mm-hmm. respond to you. No, I'll still speak. And if they was to be rude or whatever, mm-hmm. then so be it. But I'm going to still speak. And a lot of times, when, I, especially when I see the guys with their little pants down and stuff, I'll be like, and they're like, yes, ma'am. And they'll pull it up for a second. And I'm sure by the time I let, you know, done out of their face, they probably threw the pants back. But nevertheless, for that second, it did, you know. So, um, I don't know, just, we just, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot, but it starts at home. And and, I mean, nobody knows, like these kids don't come out with a manual, you know? Mm -hmm. They don't come out with a manual, so you just got to try, you know, give them what you got that was good growing up and what you didn't get that you wish you had gotten. And that's all you can do. You just got to give them your best. But most importantly, you got to put in that time and effort. You got to talk to them. You got to, you know, you can't make your job more important than them. 
Um, mm-hmm. and I know that's easier said than done, but we got to get to that point where we, you know, shed off, take off some stuff, you know, that isn't necessary to have that time with them, you know, um, whatever it may be, even if that means you can't drive that particular car or live in that mm-hmm. particular house, you know what I'm saying? That time you put into their lives as, you know, before 18 or whatever, that's going to be more than that house, that car, or whatever you're working for, you know? And then in some cases, it's like, you know, you barely got the minimum because of the, um you know, you didn't go to trade school, college, or whatever. You just have to still talk to them. There's still things you could do, you know? You work working 24-7, I get that. Come home, you still have to talk to them. I mean, that's that communication is the key to everybody, basically. Communication is the key to everybody. Like my kids, they're seven and nine. And I've been talking to them since it was like before there was one, and my ex husband well, wasn't husband at the time, but ex husband used to be like, You don't understand what you're saying. I said, Well, if I keep talking, eventually he's going to understand. So I just kept talking. And that's what we got to do. We just got to keep talking to them and being the example for them, you know, um, being that role model for them. Um, and it's giving them the best we can give them, but most importantly, talking to them and showing them love and affection, you know? And that's all you can do, you know? Protect them. Let them know that they can talk to you. You know what I'm saying? When you see them, you know, withdrawing or not wanting to talk to you or whatever, don't just let them be. Get in their face and be like, you know, what's up? Talk to me. Talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my oldest, he's come around. Thank God. Because he's the shepherd. <laughs> internalized a lot of stuff and I saw that and I was like no I can't have this I need him to be able to talk to me so if something is not right or whatever I need my son to be able to come to me you know and then you gotta also like you know you gotta put that ass on your chest you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying you gotta gotta let them know that okay you will be there to protect them no matter what they do good bad or indifferent you will still love them I discipline them beat their little butt (laughs) and we have Thing to where they will come and say I love you, and I just will, I'll just beat that butt, you know. But that's but that's that's how it goes, you know. what I'm saying I'm not going to just you know be the 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 the, the uh, what I like to call it, the Disney mom or whatever, where you know we get along everything everything, but I can't discipline you because you know I don't want you to be mad, sad or whatever. No, I'm disciplining you and I'm gonna show you love at the same time, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's. It's it's a lot, but still, because it's a lot, that don't mean you should not try. You still try. Definitely. You know, we're getting better. We're getting better. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been changed. We're not, you know, conforming to anybody else's idea of how black people should be or how whatever. We see, we see, we see but nevertheless, there's a lot of good examples out here, too, you know? So there's yeah. examples, you know, regardless of what it looks like across the way or next door or whatever, you be that example. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like you might not talk to them directly or whatever. Somebody's watching you. Just live your life and you be that example. You know? Just be that example. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Norris Jabal man. Let's let's close it out, man. What are y'all final thoughts on 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 this (laughs) stuff, man? Well, um, you know, man, I tell you, once again, so um, this this panel, now this discussion has been very therapeutic for me, first and foremost, in my closing thoughts, man, um, because, you know, I really, 
And that, you know, we're dealing with so much. And for something to shock me the way this particular incident did, and I know uh, we, we probably didn't get a chance to cover the, the, the George Floyd um, Chauvin verdict. However, this, um, you know, this is this so disturbing uh, on so many levels. And I, I pray that my people do not accept this on all levels, all levels. And um, as far as, you know, as far as what we, I, 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 I feel confident what I know we need to do. I truly believe um, understanding knowledge and applying the knowledge, this equals wisdom, this acting wisely, um, this taking back our communities. Um, and I, I like what um, Rivers was saying, uh, as far as talking to other people's kids, but you got to be like, oh, well, you know, they may be disrespectful, no manners, or their parents may be. And it's a shame that we have got to that point, but we're looking at the results of not being this tight knit community or some kind of tight knit we used to have. Um, and now this, to me, is why these things continue to happen. But I firmly believe these are extremely preventable. And um, I just want to um, say that, you know, I'm, I'm firm on reading books. I encourage my kids to read or read with them when they was little and stuff like that. And uh, books of great consequence, better understanding on what is going on. Literally every answer to a question that we have is in book. And it's the old saying, Norris, and I know you know this one, Jermaine, you too. If you want to hide something from the black man, where you hide it at? In the huh? book. In the book. In the book. And it's amazing, you know. Yeah, unfortunately. The older, <laughs> the older I get, the more I want to read, the more I'm actively involved in having a better understanding. Unfortunately, the frustration is, and sometimes I feel like I'm on an island by myself. I'm like, hey, we can prevent this. Hey, it's right here. It's in the Constitution. You know, hey, did, you know, it's like when I see a voter drive, I'm like, hey, do you have a pamphlet, you know, laying out how black people got the right to vote back in 1966 and 67? I'm excuse me, 1866, and how we were given the right. We're the only people in this country that had to be given the right to vote. You know what I'm saying? We weren't put into original constitution. Every other ethnic group that comes into this country is involved into the primary constitution. And it's the second constitution that was amended just for us the unique people that built this country on the backs of our ancestors and we got privileges that we ain't going it's like oh we got plenty of money for y'all you know but y'all will never come and get it that don't make sense yo it's ours we got to get it we can't wait for democratic party members to give us what they're just going to give to the lgbt community it is what it is and i have nothing against anybody in their community but i'm for black first in this case here it, it, it kills me that we continually going down these same roads and we have the answers to the test. We just don't want them. We just rather go in there and do whatever. And that's not an indictment on our people because I understand we've been programmed to follow, you know, these pie pipe type antics and people who are involved in that. But literally, you know, it's right there. And it's the, the simplest thing. It don't cost a dime for us to understand what we are, who we are, our power, our rights, and to start making them enforce the rights. Because the psychology or law enforcement stems from really simple things. 
what they can and cannot be held accountable, right? Right, Norris? Right. So when right. we really start to dig into that, as like I had said plenty of times before, way before these incidents, if we just calm down, let the dust settle, educate ourselves, come up with the plan. We don't have to come up with a plan because the plan is already here. Come up with the understanding of following the plan and not one that sells us out, not one that sells us down the river, but it takes a level of understanding you're not going to get this with a quick fix. You're not going to get it because the news media said it or someone on Facebook did it. You're going to get it because you understand the law and understand your rights and understand that this is a human rights situation. And we have all of the rights we are not exercising. But it's really easy. Get that and handle it. I just want to leave with um, a couple of books like I had mentioned and I had misquoted. Um, that book was um, The Head Negro in Charge Syndrome. Um, the Dead End of Black Politics by Norman Kelly. And of course, I had mentioned Who Needs the Negro. I, I didn't mention that. Oh, I'm sorry. Who Needs the Negro is a great book. I think we all need to read that, too. And it's by um, author Sidney M. Wilhelm. And of course, um, The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. And once again, anything by Dr. Claude Anderson. It's amazing, y'all. These books that I just put out there are literally have plans in place and I ain't, I'm dead serious and I know a lot of people don't know because a lot of people haven't read these books they have plans in place that would turn the tide on this stuff it's there we, you don't look to a politician because you buy the politician like everyone else does because you're going to have to have an economic uh, uh, plan and foundation stand on to do like everybody else do to get the respect that we should be getting okay that's all we got to do and that's that's all I got Mister, did you get what you paid for? What you got for me in closing, man? And I hope everybody did get what they paid for. <laughs> so, I would just want to say, really, let's not go out and and just be bummed out, depressed, heartbroken, and whatever type of ill, negative feelings we have about society in general what's going on right we have to be the we have to stand fast and be the change that we want to see in this world right mm-hmm. that's that's what i believe not only that take into account of what we're doing ourselves don't be afraid of your own success right don't be afraid of your own success that's one thing that our counterparts are hoping for, you know, just like Jabbar senior said, it's more so of an aspect where we have the answers to the test. We just don't want to know it. Be that smart person in that room, right? If you're finding yourself the smartest person in the room, you're the wrong room. Join with like-minded people, right? Let's start doing things like paying attention to what's happening on that African continent. continent. Everything that's happening over there regurgitates over here. Right? We know the story that's going on over there now. Everyone's coming in, take, 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 giving us the scraps, and then saying, look at what we built. It's no different than what we're going through over here. For centuries, we've been going through over here. We have to change that narrative. We can't wait for pie in the sky. We can't wait for these, you know, uh, 
political groups or religious groups or, or just groups in general to try to come and save us. We are our own worst enemies at that at times. And once we get up off our ass and change that narrative, we're unstoppable as a people. That's all I have in closing. Miss Jackson. Y'all be true to yourself and you know, take it easy. Miss Miss Jackson, you, you wanted to add something? I really um yeah, I really had to touch base on um what? I'm gonna say dad, unfortunately, because I forgot what that's the Jabbar. Thing I Jabbar. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and also, um, sunshine, um, you know, I could have, honestly, I could have been her, um, the more that I thought about it. My, my mom worked a lot and I've stayed, my twin brother and I have stayed home since we were like four by ourselves at home. And I just watched my mom and pursued wisdom, I guess. And I read a lot because my twin brother and I used to fight over the TV. So I just chose to read because I felt like books were just, you know, you're just reading the script, honestly. Um, but in pursuing wisdom and my mom putting the fear of God in us, I know that made the difference in, mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, mm. So... You know, the more I thought about you talking about her, the more I realized that I could have I could have honestly been her. But because we had that dialogue at home, you know, because the books were there, um, because mom was just very firm, um, we, we didn't stray. And I, I know that that made the difference in our lives. It's for an age where anything could go wrong up until, you know, now. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, I man, I want to thank everybody who was able to come through. Miss Rivers, Miss Jackson, Big and Old Jabal Senior, um, and hopefully we can get together on an episode on a more upbeat episode. Yeah, y'all, I need one. <laughs> you know, need one. Uh, but it's like, uh, in fact, I, I really wasn't planning on on doing the episode this weekend. You know, nice thing I know the the events that unfolded. You know, mm. and then I was still on the fence about even doing this episode, just about just because of all the details around it. And um, but I'm glad we did um, to to give a voice to the voiceless people who share our our image. Um, you know, who may think along the same lines that that we do, or they may have a different opinion. And you know, the doors of the podcast are always open. I'm on social media under Point of Perspective Podcast. You know, you can reach out to me, DM me. If you want to be on the episode or if you want to challenge a, a past episode, you know, we'd be happy to, to hash that out. Um, how people do, you know, um, with words and, and not not violence, you know, if, if, if we do disagree on a, uh, a perspective. Um, so once again, I appreciate everybody taking time out of the evening to, to come on the show. And, and, and talk about this serious topic and you know which is going to lead to other episodes you know like I said what is our, our ethnic image you know um, why why aren't more dads present in our in our kids lives you know to to help the, the women you know that are having to raise these kids uh, by themselves mm-hmm. now of course not everybody um, but there's, there's a lot of absentee fathers that need to be there to you know to, to so that things don't get to where they went you know, with this, with this young woman being in, in foster care and, 
mm-hmm. thing leading you know to to another you know so but you know like i said that's another episode mm-hmm. for another time appreciate everybody coming through um everybody have a good evening uh this is point of perspective podcast we are out <laughs>